Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I just started that a little differently. Maybe you noticed. You know, it's so funny, but after <laughs> something like three years of people writing in occasionally to say, I hate the way you start the vlog, uh, and me saying, yeah, tough nuggies, I like it. Uh, I woke up today, this particular Wednesday, and decided to change the way I start the vlog. Isn't that funny? Um, yeah, welcome. So I don't know if you caught this, but over the last couple weeks, we uh, launched a course called Brightline Freedom. It's the second time we've offered it. It's an amazing course. People just got so much out of it the first time. It's going to happen again. And we launched Reboot Resume a few months ago, and something happened at the beginning of Reboot Resume that relates to this vlog. What happened was both of these courses are really um, fostering of community support and connection. It's not required, but it's encouraged and facilitated that people call each other, make connections, support each other. And in fact, in Brightline Freedom, there's a huge focus on this part of us that wants to isolate us, to keep us safe when we're struggling, um, to keep us safe from criticism, from judgment, um, from feeling less than or not a part of the group from being rejected, um, a part that wants to keep us safe. It's called the isolator. And Everett Considine, uh, who's running Brightline Freedom, is the world's expert in the isolator, this particular part. It shows up particularly strongly in food addiction and food addiction recovery when we eat the force of the isolator is almost overwhelming to keep us from getting the support that would help us to resume quickly and effectively. Um, even in me, like I'm an extreme extrovert. I've got tons of friends. And even in me, um, when I'm struggling, I feel the part of me that wants to step away figure it out on my own, like write the situation on my own, do better, like feel better, get myself back into a better place, and then come talk to my friends about what happened. <laughs> you know, um, talking about it in the moment is really hard because the isolator keeps us from doing that. So anyway, Reboot Resume was also a course that had a lot of fostering of community support. And something happened in the first few weeks of Reboot Resume that I totally didn't expect or anticipate. I heard from a few people, this wasn't endemic or widespread, it wasn't a lot of reports, but I heard a few reports of people saying, hey, I just called this person off the phone list and I was struggling and I felt really judged, lectured, moralized to. Um, the support I got was not helpful. Um, and I thought, really? In our community? And then I thought, of course, like we pull from society and how to effectively support someone who's struggling or support someone at all is not really well known or communicated or shared in our culture. This is not a skill set that's like 
part of elementary school, part of high school, part of college, part of therapy, part of, you know, really, when do you learn this? So I thought I would shoot a vlog. And someone actually wrote me a private Facebook message saying, would you please shoot a vlog on this? Like, we have a subset of our community that could really use to up-level their skills in the, like, effective, compassionate, supporting people domain. So first of all, I just want to say, if you're watching this and feeling like, oh, shoot, I wonder if I've hurt people or whatever, I just want to express loving compassion for you. Like, um, it's okay, and we're all learning in all the ways that we're learning. Like, it's one of the things that's beautiful about this community is that we love and support everybody to be right where they're at and to learn what they need to learn. And that includes you know, the instances where we're trying to support people in loving them where they're at and we drop the ball and, you know, we actually, you know, didn't really know how to do that that well. So what are the principles of effective support? They're pretty few. They're pretty few. I'm going to start with a blanket rule because I just want, I want to give you a cheat sheet that you can just kind of jot down literally on a, a sticky note this big and just keep by your phone <laughs> or whatever, keep in your phone. The master rule is never give advice. Never. Never give advice. <laughs> I could also sort of sub-bullet under that, never try to help, meaning never try to help them figure out what to do. Now, there's a reason why when someone's, for example, struggling to keep their bright lines bright and you try to help them figure out what to do, it goes sideways. Because helping them figure out what to do means like, you know, well, um, are you prepping your food in advance and um, are you making your phone calls and maybe you could, you know, eat your dinner earlier so there's not as much space between lunch and dinner, like helping them with that is basically joining forces with their food controller. Like the part of them that's inside of them that's already saying, we should be prepping our food and why are we letting so much time go between lunch and dinner and how come we're not making more phone calls and we gotta keep our bright lines bright. And that part of them is really afraid of being hurt by the food anymore, afraid of the weight continuing to go up, afraid of failing at this, like you failed, like they failed at every other attempt at everything else before, that part is already freaked out. And it's in a war with the food indulger part that's like, this is too extreme and I can't do this for the rest of my life. And, you know, we've got a birthday dinner on Friday and are you telling me that I have to bring my scale or, you know, only eat a salad and chicken breast or, you know, da 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 Like there's a rebel or an indulger part that, um, is in a war with the food controller part. And when you start to troubleshoot what they could do to make it all better, when you start helping or giving advice, you're basically getting into the boxing ring and exacerbating that war between those parts that already exist. I promise you, if the person's been around Brightline Eating at all, they know they should be prepping their food. They know they should be making phone calls. They know they should only be keeping four to six hours between meals, right? Like they know. So it's not helpful. It just basically joins forces with the food controller and makes them rise up with that food indulger spirit and say, 
well, F you, this conversation isn't going well. I already knew all that and this isn't helpful and maybe I just want to go eat. Like it's not helpful. So starting off with that. Now I want to sympathize with the folks in our community who keep their bright lines bright and are in the position of talking on the phone with people who aren't keeping their bright lines bright and like how hard that is. Because if you're in that position where you keep your bright lines bright, you know the commitment it takes and you know the surrender that you made and you know that it's not easy and you're doing it and that it's possible to do it. And it's so tempting to like see this person you're talking to on the phone as like different from you and like why aren't you stepping up to the plate here? Like it's doable. And I want you to want to do it. Like I, I want you to get your act together, essentially. And um, what I want to share that might be a helpful sort of reframe on that is that that person who's in the food right now or not really surrendered to this way of life or way of eating or whatever, isn't that different from you? What they are is that they're, they're in a different place than you on the arc of the trajectory of the journey. They're maybe back where you were a few years ago or a decade ago or whatever when you weren't willing either. Right? Like, didn't you get to the point of surrender and bright line eating because like you beat your head against the brick wall for a long time? So they're just they're just where they're at on that trajectory and who knows what they need to go through to finally deepen. But I will tell you now, here's the cheat sheet of what to do. And the good news is it's so simple, so easy, and so effective. You essentially have to do nothing. It's magical. Try it. The next time you're talking on the phone or face-to-face with someone who's struggling in any way or in Marco Polo or in Voxer or any of the number of apps that we use to support each other in Facebook, Here's what you do. It's so simple. You mirror back what they just said and you resonate with the feelings. If you're in a live conversation with them, you can just mirror back what they said. I know for a lot of people, this feels like um, kind of canned and like inauthentic. Like if they just shared, um, I just ate a handful of nuts after dinner and I'm fighting with my husband and um, my mother-in-law's in the hospital and I'm fighting with my husband about that, right? Okay, so they just shared a bunch of stuff and you're thinking eating those nuts didn't help. (laughs) That wasn't the right thing to do. Is your food written down? You're, You're like, you have all these thoughts about like what they could be doing, right? It seems so kind of lame that just saying, Whoa. So let me just mirror back what I hear you saying. Your mother-in-law's in the hospital and you and your husband are not getting along over how to approach that. And there's a lot of friction there. And to make matters worse, you just grabbed a handful of nuts after dinner. Like, is that, that's kind of where it's at? And then they'll just continue to talk and there will be something in them that will sigh a sigh of relief. They're heard, they're seen, they're safe. They're not judged, they're not excluded, they're not moralized with, and the war between the food indulger and the food controller starts to relax. And you 
just by your very safe presence, start to help them sink into their highest authentic self where they already will know how to navigate what's next. You just mirror back what they just said. And the more um, heat and conflict and pain is in what they're going through, the more important it is to say nothing but just say back what they just said. You can also add in a mirror of the feelings. Like, that sounds so hard. Oh my gosh, I can hear the pain and the tension in your voice. So much conflict going on in your house tonight. Wow. All you gotta say. And when you learn this ninja move, it's sort of like judo, right? Like you realize you don't have to solve their problem. You couldn't solve their problem. You're not in the situation with the full understanding of the range of what they're going through. And the minute you try to offer a solution, it's like, well, you didn't know that you're saying, well, why don't you prep your food in the afternoons? It's like, well, and we're, you know, you don't know the details, right? There's no way to get in there and troubleshoot with them. Never offer advice. Never offer advice. Once in a while, I'll know someone well enough that I'll know that they actually want my advice or they'll say it. What do you think? In which case, before I ever offer advice, I always ask permission. You're asking me to weigh in on this? You really want to know what I think? Is it all right if I share my thoughts? Mandatory before offering advice or your thoughts in any way. Other than that, you mirror back what they said and you sympathize with the emotions. If they're doing great, you can also mirror back some of the emotion of like, I hear the energy in your voice. Like, this is a big deal for you. Whatever it is, the promotion they just got, the four days, four years of bright lines they have, whatever it is, right? I hear it in your voice. This is huge for you. Listen to the fluctuations in their voice. And you can comment on that sometimes. Say, whoa, when you started talking about that, your voice got really deep and somber. This is emotional for you, huh? It's all you got to do. Be a safe space. The feeling is people, when they're going through stuff, feel isolated. They feel like they're in an igloo at the South Pole with nothing but a candle that's going to like burn out in about six hours. And what you're doing, your job is to show up at their igloo door, crawl inside and just say, you're not alone. I'm sitting here with you. Let's be alone at the South Pole together. This is scary and isolated, isn't it? all you got to do. Your presence is enough. People have their answers inside of them. And with enough safety and enough compassion, they will know what the next right move is. So that's my cheat sheet for all the beloved people starting Brightline Freedom as you go to support each other on this journey and you start to hear the myriad things that people are holding and navigating and going through on their bright line eating journey. That is my cheat sheet for how to provide loving support.
<sighs> and that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.